Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Don't you just hate it? Every time you switch on the TV, scroll through Facebook, or read a newspaper, it's Muslims have done this and Muslims have done that. They're barbaric, this religion is dangerous, etc., etc., etc. The saddest thing is that so many people out there believe it. It's people like you and I who need to dismantle these misconceptions by showing how beautiful Islam is. If it wasn't for such amazing dawah organizations out there, many people wouldn't be Muslim today. One such amazing organization is the Islamic Diversity Center. For over 17 years now, they've been building bridges within communities and calling people towards Islam through education, awareness, engagement and empowerment. Their amazing work has resulted in hundreds of people accepting Islam and thousands more understanding that Islam is not about killing and murder. Rather, it is a peaceful religion full of understanding, harmony and worship. In order to continue guiding the masses, they urgently need to raise £50,000. That's just 500 people donating £100 each. Now, as Muslims, if we can't sacrifice our time and resources to call people to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then at least we should sacrifice a tiny percentage of our wealth which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with. Please donate £100 today and earn sadaqah jariyah on your scale of good deeds from now until the end of the Day of Judgment where your only hope of entering Jannah is through the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Please lastly hit the share button which is Welcome to Newcastle Fast FM, and this is the show, the show Sisters Speak, um, with me, Ruwaida, and then we've also got Ikram and Rukaya on the show as well, as usual. So, inshallah, today, as you can all see on the screen, the show is about the hijab. Um, we're going to be discussing this in a lot of detail, so do get involved in the comment section and do um, let us know what your um, what your opinions are on this matter as well. Um, but we're going to start it off by asking, first of all, Ikram and Rukaya, um, what is the hijab in general? Um, talk about the outer hijab. So let's focus on the outer hijab first, and then we'll talk about the inner hijab. But first of all, what is the outer hijab? Ikram. Assalamu alaikum. So I've, I, hijab is just like Ruwaida said, the outer, a name for the outer covering worn by Muslim women. And we know this is a compulsory aspect of the religion because we're told in the Quran and also by the Sunnah as well in the Quran, Surah Al-Nur, Surah Al-Hazab. Actually, let me start with that one, Ayah 59. And it instructs the women to draw their cloaks close about them so that when they go out, they're better recognised and not annoyed. And it was actually narrated that once this ayah was revealed, the wives of the Prophet وسلم, and the community of Muslim women immediately covered themselves and started wearing jilbab, which would expose nothing except for their eyes. And Surah Noor also says in Ayah 31 that we should draw, like women should draw their head coverings, the things that cover your hair, to cover your bosoms and not to reveal your adornments to anyone except those that are permitted. So, yeah. 
and there's also hijab for men and women as well so I think that's just what physical hijab encompasses yeah definitely and I think as well a lot of people like forget um that hijab isn't just the covering on the headscarf in fact um when Allah um talks about the hijab in the Quran it is um when Allah talks about the hijab as we understand it now, the modern day hijab, which is the scarf, um, he actually uses the term himar. Himar is what is used in the Quran to describe the head covering. And it has to not only cover the head, but also the um, chest as well. Allah says in Surah An-Nur, the ayah which... Um, Ikram already mentioned that's the himar over their chest so let them wear their himar over their juyub which is their chest and from this we understand that believing women are instructed by Allah to wear the himar and to then drape it over your chest and the reason why Allah mentions over the chest is because at the time, um, in the Jahiliya time, before Islam, the women used to wear a headscarf of co- of sorts, a head covering, but they used to um, cover their head and then it was thrown over their backs, so it wasn't covering their front. And um, as a result, Allah, when he revealed these verses and used the word khimar, he explained that it should be drawing the himar over your chest as well as a covering. So we have to um, realize that. And also we have to realize that when Allah addresses the hijab, this is another point that Ikram raised, um, the hijab doesn't just apply to um, women. There is also a hijab for men as well. And they have to make sure that um, they observe it as well. Um, in for men, um, first of all, when Allah is mentioning mentioning the Quran, the hijab in Surah An-Nur, He first mentions the verse before that is addressed to men, and um, therefore men are um, asked to um, to uh, restrain their eyes and guard their private parts. Um, that is purer for them. Surely Allah is well aware of what they do. So this is the physical hijab and we also have to remember as well as I mentioned before that it's not just the headscarf, it's the full criteria of what you're supposed to wear as a Muslim woman or man. So for a Muslim woman you have to cover everything apart from your hands and your face, the clothes should be loose, they shouldn't reveal the figure, this is actually the clothes should be loose and not reveal the figure of men as well, so this is something that is applicable to men as well, it shouldn't be transparent and um, so these are all like rulings behind the hijab and obviously for men they have a slightly different hijab because men are different to us so they have to cover from the navel to the knee and um, they're not allowed to wear items such as silver and silk so yeah um, Jazakallah khair everyone for your comments as well I'm going to read through them so someone here has mentioned the definition of the hijab must be recovered from distortion of present day deviancy and yeah that's definitely true um present day the present day definition of the hijab is not the hijab 
um, that we follow as well. So yes, Jazakallah for that comment. Um, and I'm going to ask Ruqayya if she has anything to add in terms of physical hijab. Um, I'm not really sure what else to say. You guys, mashallah, covered everything like really well. And um, we all kind of found the same ayahs, really. But yeah, just like the hijab obviously includes wearing non-fitting clothing and covering a woman's body with her hands, feet and face as an exception, especially in the presence of like non-mahram men. Um, and yeah, there's like the, what you said about the non-see-through clothing, because this means that, that they are clothed technically, but like naked in reality. And um, loose clothing that, so that you don't like um, expose the shape and size of your body. Okay, Jazakallah here for that comment. Now, obviously, as well as that, um, we have the inner hijab that we're going to talk about. And I'm going to ask Rukaya first of all, to tell me about the inner hijab. Um, just, I feel like the inner hijab just mostly includes like modesty and faith. Like, um, like you yourself having the right intention to wear the hijab and you know the reasons behind why you have to wear it and kind of not link it to anything negative and like not how people believe it should be like how non-muslims see it and how the media might portray it that we'll go on to later but um yeah just kind of like being modest is i would say the main um aspect of having in, like being um of the inner hijab yes definitely that's something i can definitely agree with what about you ikram how would you define um, in a hijab yeah I think similar to what Rukeya said to be honest and I think we mentioned this as well in one of our um, previous shows of self-respect I think that was two or three but it's also um, encompasses when you wear hijab it also encompasses your behavior or how you're supposed to act so behaving in a respectful proper way that upholds the sunnah of the prophet وسلم, and the quran um, not active not acting impulsive or arrogant and only talking of good things or in a good way and there's actually an ayah in Surah Al-Nur the same ayah 31 which says believing women like believing men we are told to lower our gaze and preserve your chastity so I think when even if you don't wear the hijab there's also a way that you are meant to behave as well especially because as Muslim sisters non we're very visible that we are muslim is very visible that we are muslim so a lot of non-muslims even will take us as representatives of islam yeah definitely it is all about like in a hijab as you have both mentioned it's all about um your moral conduct your behavior your attitude and your intention as well um so a person who's wearing the hijab physically should also observe hijab in um, their eyes by, you know, not looking at um, people with a bad intention. Hijab of the heart, hijab of thought, hijab of intention. So it's also the way a person walks, the way a person talks, the way a person behaves. And I'm saying a person because this applies to both men and women um, that they should both observe inner hijab and they should both observe um, self-respect and modesty and respect for the other 
sex as well so it's really important that we observe this as muslims so yeah so um now i'm gonna ask um my fellow presenters and the viewers as well why do you personally wear hijab and what was your hijab journey so Rukaya, i'll start with you um, I feel it's going to sound like really basic, but I just wear the hijab because like it identifies me as like a young Muslim woman and that it might, and that also because I know it's a religious requirement for me and like all Muslim women, when we, when we reach the age of maturity, like we must wear it. And like, it sounds like really like, just like basic, but that is why we should and why we do. And um, I feel like when I started wearing it, I started wearing the hijab at like a really young age. I think I was in like year two or three of primary school. Um, when I started and I, like at the time I started because a fellow Muslim friend of mine um started to wearing one started wearing one and I just wanted to wear one with her like that being said I didn't really take the hijab seriously at that time just because like just to, due to like naivety and a lack of understanding of like its importance but the older I got the more like the importance of the hijab was explained to me and I started wearing the hijab consistently like it's not really how why most people would start but I'm glad that I started the way that I did just because that when it got to the age of where the hijab became compulsory for me like I was already accustomed to it alhamdulillah I already got used to wearing it almost everywhere I go and I know that like some Muslim women like um are not as kind of fortunate because they like although they know they must wear it they don't because they're kind of fearful of the hate they'll receive so it's kind of hard to stop but because I started really young like it just didn't make a difference to me when I got older but yeah, that's my little hijab story. Jazakallah for that. You were very young, mashallah. So very good. Um, what about you, Ikram? Um, what was your hijab journey like? And why did you personally start wearing the hijab? So I think mine's a bit similar to Rakeya in the sense that I started wearing mine really young or I was introduced to it really young. My mum wore the hijab and I remember growing up, the Muslim woman, alhamdulillah, that I was surrounded with at that time like family and friends the people that we were close with all the um females were also wearing the hijab so I was always like used to it or seeing people wearing it I don't actually remember the age that I was because I started really young I just remember that I used to wear it to school from as young as reception and I don't really know how old you are when you're in reception um <laughs> but I think for me personally like shout out to my mom because that was probably one of the best decisions that I think my mum made alhamdulillah because and I see that reflected in my other friends who had similar journeys and like my little cousin because I say this that hijab isn't compulsory till you've reached puberty and obviously you're not allowed to be forced into wearing it but I think as Rakeya says like having the hijab and the concept and the meaning of the hijab introduced to you at a younger age just reinforces that belief and it instills that confidence when it actually does matter for when it's actually compulsory for you and I think that's like with anything like if you learn how to swim when you're young it doesn't matter if you don't actually swim to like you're 50 you're still going to know how to swim and it will still be easier for you to be able to swim so I think having hijab introduced to me at an age where there wasn't much pressure on you because you're a child from society and etc it just builds that confidence well it did for me anyway so that when you're older it becomes a part of you or something that you can't really see yourself not wearing it like not gonna lie I can't ever see myself not wearing the hijab and of course there will be times where you struggle but it is a journey and I think that's yeah that's my hijab journey and to be fair I really I have lacked it like I'm grateful that my journey went this way because I just think it was easier for me 
Yeah, Jazakallah Khair for your um, story there. It was very um, nice. We've also got a comment here from Ibtisam M that says, my reason was when I became a mum of daughters and realised I'm not following the command of Allah and couldn't imagine my daughters disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah, so that's definitely, mashallah, a very good um, reason to start wearing it. It's a very good motivation um, when you have kids of your own and you want them to, you know, um, wear the hijab as well. It's so important that you set a good example as well to your kids and you do it yourself. And yeah, for me as well, I got, um, I started wearing it when I was a little bit older. I was like 11 or 12. That's when I started wearing it and I was it was like on off so it wasn't all the time but um, it was an indirect kind of encouragement from my mom. She bought me so many headscarves when I was younger and I loved to wear them and in terms of clothing as well my mom never bought me tight fitting or transparent clothing from a young age so I was encouraged to wear modest clothing because that was pretty much all that I had and alhamdulillah nowadays as well I I generally never leave the house without you know wearing modest clothing and I I don't leave the house without my headscarf on either so I that was my personal like hijab journey and obviously as Ikram mentioned we have ups and we have downs um, so yeah, and it's definitely important part of being Muslim um, as well, being a Muslimer. So yeah, um, we're going to move on though now, inshallah, and we're going to talk about hijab in the media. Um, what does the media say about hijab? And I'm going to start with Rukaya. Um, I think just like I'm going to start with like social media and I just think that many hijabi influencers don't really portray the hijab correctly like I'm sure there are many who do but I'm just going to kind of like talk about a few that don't um, I know examples of women like with a well-known social media presence who have like removed the hijab after gaining fame due to their content relating to hijabs like there was one I used to watch on YouTube and I used to follow her hijab tutorials to gain ideas with what to do with like my own and I can't do that anymore because she no longer wears a scarf to cover her hair and when she did this she received actually quite a lot of backlash on her social media accounts which I guess is understandable as people were annoyed that she would encourage impressionable young people especially to also remove it regardless of whether or not that was her intention and I'm not saying that she's deserving of the hate she received but like I understand the frustration from like other Muslim women and kind of the effect that that would have on um, young people especially now that being said like we're all um imperfect and we're not in a position to judge the actions of a fellow muslim the only thing that we can do that would benefit someone is to encourage them and point them in the right direction with good good advice rather than just hating um i guess because she received like a lot of rude comments which we should never encourage but um yeah so it isn't all negative like i said another youtuber who identifies as a muslim woman um started without the hijab and now she's begun wearing it full time so you know social media can promote good and like not be misguiding um, another Muslim woman that I follow on Instagram has like um, started with posts that she um, was wearing the hijab, but she wasn't wearing it properly. I guess um, she was she was wearing um, sorry she was showing her hair at the front, but now like oh she's she's deleted all of her posts and started wearing the hijab properly and covering all of her hair, which is encouraging of course because the people following her um, might be motivated to do the same thing if that applies to them. 
And as for like hijab in the media, I don't really know much specifically about how the media portrays Muslims, but I think it's also more to do with like people's beliefs and people's understanding. Like I think people often believe Muslim women are oppressed when they see the restrictions that we have on clothing and that it removes our freedom or that when it's like, it kind of, it's restricting. And when like, when it comes to hold the removal of freedom, it's very far from the truth because Islam heavily implies in the importance of modesty. And that's what our clothing emphasizes. It's not really the removal of freedom, but it's more of like a form of protection. And it's the idea that like men won't bother you if you don't portray yourself in an approachable manner. Whereas if you wear clothing that exposes your body, you might receive like unwanted attention. But like, as for the media specifically, um, I really don't know much about how like newspapers and stuff like that, um, kind of present Muslim women and the hijab specifically but maybe you and Ikram know more about that than me but as for like um, social media there are good and bad and um, like I said the ones that started wearing it and have unfortunately removed it inshallah will guide them and those that didn't start but do now um, of course it's always a good thing and should always be encouraged yeah definitely Jazakallah khair that was very well put okay, yeah. um, what about you Ikram um Tell me about hijab in the media. What does the media say about hijab? And listeners can also comment your answers down below as well. So I'm going to talk about TV shows and I'm talking about fictional TV shows, not like documentaries and stuff like that. But like Rakaya said, there is an obsession with the media depicting the hijab as an oppressive element that when women wear it, they aren't free. And I, it's very apparent in mainstream media and entertainment segments that you always see the woman taking off the hijab and suddenly she's liberated. And I'm not going to name any of the shows because, to be fair, I don't really recommend watching them. But I have seen about two or three series directed at like young impressionable age groups where the girl supposedly like gains freedom from taking off her hijab. Um, when she takes off hijab, suddenly she has all this confidence everyone suddenly looks at her, she's no longer the underdog and guys suddenly start chasing her. And I just want like, just as how mainstream media views like that as empowerment in their own way, we have to remember that the hijab is our own form of, own form of empowerment as Rakeya said. And I think the media just seems to make it seem as though that if we are covering our hair or behaving modestly or dressing modestly, we can't be empowered. And I think that's just a narrative that's constantly being churned out. And it is easy to fall for it because it's overwhelming. Like we see on social media, we see on TV shows. and But we just have to remember that this world, like essentially it wasn't made for us. It wasn't made permanently for us. And I just think that the media will never, ever represent us accurately. And to be honest, we don't want them to represent us accurately. All these um, social media influencers, they can be good I wouldn't really look at them as role models, in my opinion, all these actresses and actresses. I would just see them as like peers because we already have our role models. We have female role models of the Sahabis and the wives' prophets, and may Allah be pleased with them. And we have, so we don't really need to look for other people to be our role models. And I just think that the media will never ever like represent us because they just want us to conform. And I think this is evident because um, recently, we have seen that a hijab wearing supermodel recently said that she was actually going to be quitting the fashion industry and subhanallah if you looked at her she was the type of person who you would think oh she's wearing the hijab she's a black woman she's representing a lot of sisters but she actually stated herself that the form of representation that she ended up portraying while she was working it wasn't 
an Islamic representation and it wasn't her beliefs or what the religion taught. She said it herself that when she was working in the modelling career that she actually compromised on her hijabs and her belief and was made to feel as though that this compromise was necessary for her to succeed or to be the role model that she wanted to be. And when she actually stepped back, she realised that the role model that she had become was not the one that she wanted to be because it didn't represent her or Islam. And I think, subhanAllah, like this just shows that ultimately the world slash media, like we don't necessarily have a place in that type of society that they want that they've made because and Surah Al-Imran actually says it reminds us in I 185 it reminds us of death and just and it shows that and it actually says that the life of this world is but the stuff of delusion the media can make it seem like all these things are so attractive and that if we take off our hijabs we'll become empowered because we'll be accepted but that's all a delusion all of that enjoyment or what seems to be good just ultimately ends it's not permanent so yeah and I think Hanat just commented, people unfortunately succumb to the commenting on the outer hijab of women. It's a personal choice and expression of one's faith and reflection of the inside hijab, which applies to men and women, which is which is definitely true, I think, as well. Yeah, definitely. Jazakallah here for that, um, Ikram. That was very nice nicely put um and yeah as we've mentioned um as you have both mentioned there are negatives and positives from social media um Ibtisam M has commented that unfortunately these so-called influences are having a negative impact on our young girls and yeah some of them definitely are I'm not I, I wouldn't say all of them are but some of them definitely are um and as Floating man has mentioned it's sad to see the hijab being um, commodified for the wrong reasons, whether it be fashion labels or social media influences. And yeah, that's also true. Um, and another comment by floating man if we educated our daughters properly in the Islamic sciences and why Allah has prescribed hijab, amongst other things, their iman will less likely be influenced influenced by such influences and yeah i definitely agree with that as well mashallah jazakallah here for your comments and as um both of you have mentioned that muslim women in western media are either portrayed as veiled victims in need of liberation um because they have a lack of free choice or were perceived as a threat to western societies um, because we cho chose to adapt our Islamic dress. And while the social media can't be held solely responsible for this, um, this portrayal of women, it does have a significant effect um, on how we are, how reality is perceived in terms of Muslim women. And um, we should really be holding um, Western media accountable for um, legitimizing the spread of racism and bias against religious communities and Muslims. And as we've already mentioned about hijabi influences, um, a lot of them, um, as some of them have actually decided to take off their hijabs. And someone mentioned before that it is a personal choice, and I agree with that. Um, and that 
we shouldn't comment on it and I I don't think um, Muslim girls should comment on it in a hateful way but when they're commenting in a respectful way about you know wearing the hijab I don't think it should be met with the amount of backlash that it has because if for example if we compare like a if we say a vegan influencer let's say they went and decided that they were going to start posting pictures of themselves eating meat and having milkshakes and cakes and things that are not vegan then their um subscribers are going to be very um like confused and upset that this social media influencer who they followed because they adopt a similar lifestyle the vegan lifestyle um because if this person decides to start consuming meats and things like that, I'm sure that the in, that the um, subscribers to this influencer will comment, "Oh, why is what changed? What happened?" And we don't really question that. But when a Muslim woman takes off her hijab and her subscribers are kind of um, confused and upset at what happens, then we do sometimes say oh that's none of your business and really that's I feel like it's a kind of um, it's kind of like taking away the voice of someone who you know maybe wants to um, you know speak up against um, you know speak up about how they feel um, when things like this happen so it's a good um, it's it's not something that should be shunned and we should definitely think about it carefully as well um but inshallah we're going to move on from this topic now um but before we do ikram does want to add something so i'm gonna give the mic over to ikram yeah i think um in regards to what Rueda says i think if you have a social media platform or if you have a sort of fan base built on a group of people I don't want to ever say that people are entitled to know every single bit of your life but if you have been promoting a sort of message you have to expect that people will have questions if you suddenly turn around and start promoting everything that's against that message it's up to you whether you answer those questions but as long as people are asking them respectfully people will have questions and you can't really say that they can't ask you questions because you have built your platform based off their support and their interest and I think also in how to prevent like it hurting in quotation the Muslim community as much if we as viewers don't take what they say to be law like we just remember that these people they're here to provide like a sense of community and like not really they're not we're not meant to follow them we can like look at them and like get tips like if they look up like if they say your hijab is a certain color and we, like this color works good with skin tones like we can take tips from them and we can look at them as a sense of community to remember that there are people like us who wear the scars but we just also have to remember that we shouldn't be like following them or taking what they say to be law or quite literally copying them because that's where a lot of the angry and hateful comments stand, stem from because we have to remember that these people they are just individuals as well and they will make mistakes the only difference between us and them is that their actions are publicized or their mistakes in quotations are publicized whereas ours aren't 
Yeah, definitely. Jazakallah khair for that addition. And we also have a comment here from Floating Man that says they don't understand the concept of an ummah and how Muslims are told to encourage each other in doing good. And that's definitely true. Um, a lot of these hateful comments do stem from that and obviously they're doing it the wrong way but um we do have to obviously as muslims we do have to um be respectful when we are commenting on someone else on on someone else's lifestyle but at the same time we're supposed to um we are encouraged to encourage each other to do good as well and um, he also mentioned here, and not wanting to see their fellow Muslim go down the wrong route. I agree, though, many people don't know how to give advice in the right manner. And yeah, that's definitely true. Um, it's all about encouraging people to do good and not wanting them to go down the wrong route. And also, there's a, there's a negative as well to publicizing your sins. And obviously, that's another thing. It's not just taking off the hijab that's the problem. The problem is that you are showing off um, this thing. And obviously, it's negatively affecting people as well because people get influenced by you. But at the same time, it's all about, um, you know, showing off your sins to the world. And that's also a negative. So, um We've talked about the portrayal of Muslims in the media and, you know, as a result of the portrayal of Muslims in the media, um, a lot of Muslim women actually face some Islamophobia as a result. So we're going to talk about this. Have you or anyone you know ever faced Islamophobia because you appear Muslim because of your hijab? Um, and tell us the story in the comments below as well. Um, Rukaya, I'll start with you. Um, alhamdulillah, like I'm fortunate enough to not have received any like Islamophobic comments or any abuse in relation to my hijab or anything like that. But I do know people who have been a victim of Islamophobia during, like, for example, their line of profession, um, and have received comments like, "I don't want a Muslim touching me," and because this person was a woman, like, it's it's obviously very it's noticeable that she's a Muslim because she's wearing the hijab and um. That's one of the things that kind of comes with it, I guess. That's probably one of the reasons why people fear wearing the hijab because as a Muslim, as a woman, like you immediately identify yourself as a Muslim and that automatically comes with a lot of backlash sometimes. So yeah, when she sees comments like, um, I don't want a Muslim touching me, it's it is obviously heartbreaking for her to have to hear, um, because she this person very good at her job of course and it shouldn't mean that just because she's wearing a hijab that she would do her job any differently to someone who isn't or that she would um kind of harm someone and of course she wouldn't um and um yeah and i also know like muslims who have had their hijab pulled before um i don't really know what else i can say about that but it is obviously islamophobia is very prominent in this country amongst other countries as well but alhamdulillah, like I said, I haven't received anything like that. But I do know of stories that people have kind of been on the receiving end of Islamophobia. Yeah, for that. Um, Ikram, do you know any stories as well about facing, maybe you personally faced Islamophobia or maybe you know someone who has? I think growing up, I don't think I ever faced it when I was growing up, either because I didn't notice it. But then again, I actually, I grew up in London in 
Islamophobia does happen everywhere or anywhere, but I think London is much more diverse than a lot of places in the UK. And there were always like Muslims or Bane people wherever I went. So I don't really think I faced Islamophobia growing up. But I think now that I have moved outside of London, I do notice it more either to other people, like to comments that people make to other people, or I've had I've actually had people shout stuff at me while I'm walking. And I think it's happened so often now to to be honest. I just ignore it. I don't even notice it. Like a lot of the times it'll be my friends who point it out and then be like, why is that person shouting? Or do you want me to say something? And I'm like, no, just leave it all. Or like, oh, they're actually shouting. So Alhamdulillah, I've never had my scarf pulled off. And I think that must be so scary for sisters because like we said, hijab is like a very big part of you. You don't see yourself like not leaving the house without wearing it. So to have someone like forcefully or aggressively like force that off you I think subhanallah like that is really scary but alhamdulillah like I'm not saying Islamophobia is good but alhamdulillah I've only ever had like comments and like shouting so yeah alhamdulillah um it's still not the best to have to experience that kind of stuff and yeah it is a negative but alhamdulillah it's never gotten serious and of course as well when you do face islamophobia or anything like that then um it is a reward it is a reward for you if you continue to wear your hijab even after you've faced abuse and things like that because allah is rewarding you for the struggles that you are going through as a muslim woman for wearing the hijab it almost becomes like a jihad for you um so yeah it's definitely um something that is if if we're going to put a positive spin on it then you do get rewarded for it and inshallah um may allah accept um all of our efforts um when it comes to wearing the hijab in public um in terms of me personally, if I've ever faced Islamophobia, I'm similar to Ikram as well. I've had comments and things like that, but I rarely, well, I don't actually, I don't ever reply. Um, there was one time where a woman did um, decide to, um, decide to, uh, you know, swear at me and all of that kind of stuff. And I kind of, I just kept quiet <laughs> and kind of, um, pretend I don't know I just kept quiet and I didn't re respond in any way and um she even like at the end of her massive rant she was like oh and you barely speak you probably don't even speak any English as well and I was just like okay <laughs> make whatever assumptions you want I don't really care so yeah it, it that kind of stuff does happen to Muslim women and um it is rare though I wouldn't say it's often but it does happen and it is sometimes because of the fact that you appear Muslim because of your hijab but as I mentioned earlier um it is um it is a form of jihad really wearing the um hijab so yeah jazakallah khair um for all of your comments and yeah I'm gonna mention Hanat's comment here um, abuse or harassment related to hijab 
may also not be labelled as such. However, upon reflecting on the circumstances, one realised that the most likely reason for abuse was having been wearing the hijab. And yeah, that's true. Sometimes you might not even realise that the reason why someone's so like angry at you or treating you a specific way, you might not realise that that is because of hijab, but it might actually be that. Um, so to finish off the show, we're going to mention um, how to deal with Islamophobia and then also um, any advice for people struggling with the hijab. So comment your answers down below. What advice can you give to um, wearing the hijab and also any advice about Islamophobia as well, Ruqayya? Um. I'm not exactly like the best person to ask, I guess, for like what to do and like if you're in a situation where you are receiving like Islamophobic comments and stuff like that. But I do think the best thing is to kind of like just go on about your day. Like I think if you give in to kind of like what they're saying, then they're more likely to kind of um, keep throwing that abuse at you. Or it could go the other way and um, they might shut up if they kind of see you stick up for yourself. I don't, um, because I've never been in that situation, like I said, um, maybe other people have better advice, like which way it's more likely to go if you were to stand up for yourself. But it's obviously just, I think it's important to stay calm in that situation, never to get aggressive or anything like that. And if it is like, I guess you could always report it if you like knew who the person was. Um, like if you knew who the person was and if you knew like something that could help the police kind of identify them, that could that could work. I I'm really not entirely sure. Maybe you're an a criminal more than me in terms of like what to do in that situation. Yeah. But um, as for like the hijab also, like um, I think like it would be best for like for you to start wearing it in an environment in which that you feel comfortable in. Like um, you won't feel judged by the people around you. Like in relation to like my journey, um, when I mentioned like how I started wearing the hijab, I wore it because like a fellow sister did. And like that encouraged me. So like if you're in a situation where you won't feel, you won't be judged by the people you're surrounded by and you don't feel uncomfortable, you're, you're going to get encouraged by it as well. And I like just remind yourself of the importance and the reason why it's compulsory. Like while we do acknowledge that it can be difficult, especially in English countries and with the Islamophobic comments that come with identifying yourself as a Muslim woman, like you're not alone and that you are pleasing Allah and that you will, um, you will see the benefits of wearing the hijab in the hereafter, inshallah. Yeah, Jazakallah hair for that. And I think that was really good advice, mashallah. Um, Ikram, what about you? Um, any advice for anyone struggling with hijab and also how to deal with Islamophobia? I think in relation to um, dealing with Islamophobia, I would honestly just say that, as Rakeya said, just don't confront it. If you're alone, don't confront it. Even if you're with someone, actually, don't confront it because a lot of the people... Uh, who perform Islamophobic acts in public it comes from a place of arrogance I mean ignorance sorry and anger so for your own safety I wouldn't confront someone who's shouting words at you and just know that it's probably because like they're not really educated on the hijab that's why they're approaching you or talking to you in that way and if you are able to um, report it if something physical happens to you or someone tries to attack you definitely do report it and I know a lot of sisters I remember last year there was a movement going around 
going around called hands off my hijab because a lot of sisters were having their scarves pulled off or being attacked or wearing the hijab and the police wasn't really doing much but I think the founder of that movement has actually created um, a way for sisters to get support or help if something like that does ever happen to them so I think if you type in hands off my hijab that movement should come up and in terms of advice for people who are struggling with wearing the hijab or just struggling with the hijab in general I would say that the first thing is to purify your attention and remind yourself why you're doing it that you the hijab is an act of worship so remind yourself that you're doing it for your lord and your lord only and you're only doing it to worship your god and you'll be rewarded for that inshallah every time you wear the hijab like you're being rewarded for it and don't listen to other people because ultimately you aren't wearing it for them and you're not or you're not not wearing it for them either like you'll just be you who are held accountable just you and I would say start as soon as you can even if the steps are small just start start with small steps like I think for example like one thing that you can do a lot of sisters say that they do this um a lot of sisters they say that this helped them wear the hijab they would start with their clothing so they were like okay I can't would I be able to pray in this and if they couldn't pray in it they wouldn't wear it so that's one thing that you can do you have to remember that like for example your daily salah is a very big part of you you're always going to have to pray so you can start with small steps like that so yeah Jazakallah for that advice Ikram yes um definitely um it is so important that we do um wear the hijab and understand why we wear the hijab um i think that is my main like form of advice and also understand that allah is al-wali he is the protecting friend and he is your biggest supporter so if you turn to allah and you ask him um with sincerity to help you in this if you are struggling with anything then this doesn't just apply to hijab if you're struggling with anything um if you pray to allah and ask him to help you then he will help you inshallah um and malahat here has mentioned as well be kind but never compromise your principles like hijab for instance and that's definitely true um i would say as well if you're going from not wearing the hijab to wearing it set yourself a day and don't back down from that decision and leading up to that day offer um, pray Salat al-Istikhara, ask Allah for strength, make dua to Allah, Rep the power of dua is very very strong and don't worry about what's coming, just leave that to Allah and inshallah Allah will help you as well and as Ruqayya mentioned, which is really really important as well, um, you know sometimes getting moral support from others around you is helpful as well so if you know a fellow sister who's also maybe struggling with hijab um and wants to wear the hijab then and you want to wear it as well and you're struggling with it then do it together both of you and inshallah that will also help you um wear the hijab want to start wearing the hijab as well so um i'm gonna pass it off to ikram now because she wants to add something as well inshallah yeah i just wanted to just just to also like say that for people who are wearing the hijab or don't wear it like, like men for example please don't 
like I, I think someone commented it earlier but do not prejudge someone from their outer appearances because I've noticed now like a lot of days people will see a sister not wearing the hijab correctly like let's say for example she has hair showing and people will first start shouting like take it off you shouldn't even be wearing it blah 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 just take it off if you're not going to wear it properly and I don't think people actually understand the negative impact of comments like that because for that sister that may be a great improvement from her like not wearing it and a lot of the times like that's just a step in their journey wearing it like that leads to them wearing it fully and eventually some of these sisters may even become niqabis and like be fully covered more than some of us so I think don't like prejudge or just assume that because someone's not wearing the hijab as they're supposed to or not wearing it at all that they're automatically weak in faith and they should, just shouldn't try because comments like that just stop them from trying as well so just always be kind yeah jazakallah that was a really good point actually i didn't see that comment but yeah it's definitely um something that we can um we we should think about as well in terms of commenting on someone else's hijab um we should be careful as well um because as you said if you are hateful in that way and you are telling them oh just take it off then yeah um that could actually affect them in such a negative way but thank you for listening to the show for today um this is where we're going to end off but before we do i'm going to ask rukaya to summarize today's show inshallah yeah, so today on Sister Speak, our topic has been the hijab. Um, we started with what the hijab actually is, including the inner and outer hijab. We shared our own hijab journeys and the reasons behind why we started wearing it. We've covered the portrayal of the hijab on social media platforms and in the media specifically, as well as programs and series. And we've also talked about Islamophobia and our own personal experiences, ending with any advice that we have for someone struggling with the hijab or struggling with how to deal with Islamophobia. So I hope you've all enjoyed today's show and have benefited from it. And inshallah, we'll be back next week for the final show. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khair everyone for listening. And we'll see you all next week, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Tune in to Newcastle Fast FM. Fast FM in Newcastle. Newcastle Fast FM. And make sure you tune in to Newcastle Fast FM. Here on Newcastle Fast FM. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Newcastle FM. On Newcastle Fast FM. Newcastle Fast FM. Newcastle Fast FM. Tune in to Newcastle Fast FM. Like and subscribe on their Facebook and on YouTube. Ooh, ooh, ooh.